Guys, the NBA playoffs are finally here. Woo! <laughs> yep. Today we're going to go and cover the entire first round, predict every single series, tell you all who we think we're going to fail, who's going to rise and make a deep run. It's going to be great. It's about time. Uh, it's about time. I'm yeah. ready to get You know to what it's also talk. time for, Isaac and Donovan? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the fans remember way back in our one of our very first episodes, Donovan and I made a deal. Um, over a hundred dollars. You're not getting that money. And uh, <laughs> what we right now? I was lying. That was for content. You're you're instilling this into our audience right now. All right, so that you're was a role content. model. That, that was 135,000 teenagers looking up to you, and you're gonna disappoint them. If Charles Barkley's not a role model, I'm not a role model. I'm not <laughs> wow, I'm not doing that. Wow. For those who don't know, right. Donovan made a bet with Mo that the Hawks wouldn't make the playoffs. He said they'd be a play-in team and they'd lose. <laughs> and as you know, if you're watching this in the present day, the Hawks won their playing game, beat the living shit out of the Miami Heat, and here we are. Yeah. But that's the thing. Yeah. They didn't even, like, listen, it was a do- it was the most, it was the least dominant, dominant win I've ever seen. They blew a, they blew a 24-point lead. What? It wasn't, a, it wasn't a great win. I still stand today. I was right about the Atlanta Hawks. They were oh, for sure you were. They they were a playing <laughs> no, team. Facts. They were they were a playing team, and they were mid. And Mo was out here saying that they were going to be top four in the East, which they weren't. They I said were top they, five. Still, God. you're still wrong. They weren't. Like they they just weren't a, a <laughs> yeah, good team, yeah. and they had a season high twenty two offensive rebounds. I could not have predi- I could not have predicted that it was the best game that they have played all season long. Congratulations. You guys still Let's talk suck. Let's game real quick. You, you guys still suck, and you're going to get tra- trounced by the Celtics. <laughs> yes. So, congratulations. Let's go ahead and talk about this game. Uh, the Miami Heat are the Miami Heat. Like, reg- like everyone respects them to a certain point in degree. Too much. Because of, yeah, I would say a little bit too, not even a little bit too much, because their rosters are straight up bad, and the Atlanta Hawks point blank period just have more talent. And then, for some reason, Bam Adebayo, when he, the postseason comes, he just turns into – Whatever prime version of Kendrick Perkins come to your mind, he's that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as for like Jimmy Butler, people have stinker games and stuff like that. I don't think he was necessarily asked. He was just missing layups and whatnot, usually that he gets and collects. But overall, like the Hawks played a good ass game. Quinn Snyder, he he put on a magnificent showing. Trey Young didn't force it. He didn't hit as many threes and have it and like have he had a he had a good game, but not a fantastic game. Put up twenty five, eight and seven. Yeah, that's good. But for Trey Young standards, you know, and uh, he didn't have an, a phenomenal game. But he paced himself real well. But mainly, the biggest part with the with the Atlanta Hawks is that like everybody contributed to a ma- in, in a major way. We have, in my mind, the best big man combo off of the bench and starting in Quick Compella and Onyeko Kongwu destroyed the boards. As we all know, John Collins is doing was actually like contributing hitting shots hitting threes or whatnot Jalen Johnson when you this is why I hated Mick Nate McMillan so much he was getting DNPs yeah. DNPs okay and then he steps into a play-in game this dude's basically a rookie still all right a play-in game and he has that type of impact he's a big body he's a big body forward who can handle the rock and just do things all across the board except for shooting really well and that's insanely valuable the impact that he had was night and day bro so it's all hawks around fans. the hawks were hitting on all cylinders bro and hawks was, fans are calling him ben simmons with the jump shot it's crazy all, yeah that's all, crazy all they cylinders? were they went all yes, cylinders every cylinder okay. yes okay yes. let me let, let me, me real let me now. tell you something real quick real, real quick real quick isaac before you get into that I am going to tell you why they weren't hitting on all cylinders. 
three point per- <laughs> three point percentage. The Hawks shot twenty four percent from three. Free throw oh, percentage. So. Free throw percentage. They shot fifty nine percent from three. They had more fouls, less steals. Got listen. They dominated on the on the boards. That's where they won the game. Do not sit here and act like Atlanta thoroughly outplayed Miami. They won on the boards, and that's how they got the job done. Again, 22 offensive rebounds, crazy, but they still are incapable of putting together a complete game. So all these things that you say, like, oh, everybody stepped up, no. No, it's it's a what? lie. What? Okay. That's it's a lie. That's hate. That's hate. That's hate. That's, that's, hate. Hater that's hate. Yeah. You, 24%, that's 24% from three, and now I'm the hater. Yeah. 24%, 24% from three, and oh my gosh, they, they, they were hitting on all cylinders. They literally weren't. They literally so weren't funny. hitting on all cylinders. It's so funny because you're right, but the hater in your voice is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> like that, I don't like. I just don't like the way that you're saying it. When I say hitting on all cylinders, like it's a plan. Make shots, miss shots. That that doesn't matter. When I say and they missed on all a lot of shots. Like they're all coming into Miami missed more. That's how we won. What do you mean by that? It's basketball. Who cares? All right. That's the game of. The, that's the name of the game. We hit more than them, and that's why we won. And we got more stops as well. I see you can quite quotation marks because you know what I'm saying Jimmy had an off game. But I'm gonna be a truth about hell. this game. I'm going to be a truther. <laughs> yes, a truther who is $100 short. <laughs> I, I already told you, you're not well, getting that money. It's, it's, staying, <laughs> it's staying with me. It's staying with That's me. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from the hater side of it, there is something yeah. truth with Donovan is saying that a lot of the Hawks, I mean, they, they did the job well. They won the game. But a lot of that was more about Miami losing it. And you <laughs> you mentioned Jimmy Butler just kept missing layups. Him and Bam Adebayo missed the most just like point blank layups I've ever seen from a star duo in a playoff game. It was ridiculous. And out of everyone to step up, you telling me Kyle Lowry, who's been certified buns for like majority of the season, <laughs> has been going crazy. He yeah, gave us thirty. I mean, the season yeah. high. It's crazy, bro. Like uh, for a second, I was I was scared genuinely. Of course, I, I think a lot of Hawks fans came into this game like, okay, win or lose, like you know. We're head, we're holding our head high, regardless of the fact, because we know it. We know what the season is, but like, what is this season? Miami. This is such bitch. a bold victory take. Oh my goodness! <laughs> this <laughs> look, he's so sick. There's a real victory too. <laughs> you're so, you're so sick, and I love it. I love it, man. No, I'm I'm but you know what? I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted. I don't know you if can... there's been like, this is this is a hundred percent top three most disgusted I've been all season long. <laughs> Smith hates the Hawks. <laughs> yeah, I just like. I, I don't I don't know if there's been another game that has made me just like turn my stomach at at everything that, that I saw just because I'm glad you I said wow what why Isaac why because the other playing game which we transitioned to was the most disgusting game I've ever seen in my life it was Whoa. the most unserious basketball ever Bro. and what we're talking about obviously is the Lakers playing the Minnesota Timberwolves oh my god what did y'all think about this embarrassing unserious goofy ass game we saw. Neither team Dude. deserved to win. Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened. The last like Anthony Davis. How many times is he going to mess up in the last t- ten seconds of the game on a on, <laughs> on a three point shot? He just has too many of these moments. It's just like it's re- that happened. The turnovers. Mm. Pe- I, yeah. I still don't have words. It's been days yeah, since sure and I still don't have I'm words. Sure he's like, sure he's that game <laughs> but he's he's cutting out right now. Yeah. Donovan's wow. Wi Fi is trash. Yeah, while his Wi-Fi gets it together, um, Isaac... This is awful. Okay, he's back. My there Wi-Fi is cooked today. 
<laughs> but yeah, Anthony Davis made a big blunder. He fouled when they were up three after Dennis Schroeder hit a should-be game-winning three. He fouled and hit Mike Conley in the corner, who hit all three free throws, sent him to overtime. In that overtime, LeBron turned the ball over six times. Anthony Edwards missed 26 shots. Cat stood around, did nothing. It was just a <laughs> game of basketball that nobody wanted to win because everybody was tired as hell the whole time. It was ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. It felt like they were throwing the game to each other to see who wanted it to to see who wanted it more, but neither really wanted it at all. And we were at the we were at Taco Mac watching this, Isaac, and like the whole energy of the bar was like cons- it was rocky. Nothing was consistent. Nothing yeah. was consistent overall, bro. And like at least like every two minutes during gameplay, not even two minutes, 45 seconds, we heard a, oh, oh my <laughs> God. Just some crazy ass wacky play happening. Yeah. It got so to that the game was really interesting. It got to the point as a Lakers fan, I was watching. I thought they were going to lose because they were down big in the first half. They came back, they got up, then they lost it, and they came back. And it got to the point where it was so up and down. And like I said before, just goofy. I was just back enjoying the ride, laughing at how hilarious the game was. Yeah, absolutely. And it was like a March Madness-esque type game. Yeah, exactly. And it has the same exact feel. I think this is whole like point of playing. You just don't know what will happen at the end of the day. We saw the Toronto Raptors play against the Chicago Bulls and give up like a 20-something point lead. It was a, a big-ass lead. And then shout-out to DeMar. We're not going to get into that game because – it is what it is, but this is just what the playing is. This is what we all we all should expect from yeah. all these types of teams, you know. I guess so. The point of this episode is to talk about the playoff series that are coming up. So, with that in mind, does your opinion on the Lakers change after this game, or is it just like a one-off ridiculous game? Don't no, you? it kind it kind of changes it a, a little bit. I I thought that yes, yes, and the the main That's thing crazy. that the main thing. Listen. <laughs> stuff happens but the main thing that like that i saw was a hey, lebron he played lebron played an enormous amount of minutes he is not going to be able to do that every single night in the playoffs and if he has yeah. to do that if he like if lebron has to do this in game one against the grizzlies you can just cut game two out like that's not that's not happening i don't know i don't know if he's going to have the stamina to make it through two months and especially as you start to try and get to like the to the later rounds I don't know if LeBron's going to have enough in the tank to put everything on his back offensively the, the way that he did in the playing game and kind of carry the Lakers. Like, I don't, I don't know if LeBron is at the point anymore where he can at will just say, okay, like, I'm, I'm going to win this game, and then we can expect that night in and night out. So, yeah. I, so I'm kind of a little bit more skeptical of the Lakers going into the playoffs. I see what you mean. Yeah, I mean, we saw that too, right? At the end of that game, LeBron played, like, trash for LeBron standards he had the most ridiculous turnover just throwing it out of bounds throwing it to the other team because he was yeah. clearly so fatigued so I see what you mean I'm not that concerned because I think it was a poor performance by Darvin Ham when it came to that his he needs to do a better job with his lineups and he was like you said D'Lo got benched for like most of the second half mm-hmm. I get why I did that D'Lo wasn't playing good but you have to have a little more faith in your roster than just sticking with your main five guys who you had before the trade deadline as he showed in that game and also LeBron like was not passing the ball to AD at all in that fourth quarter. Overtime. <laughs> I was like, this man was crying. Pass it to AD. Pass it to AD. LeBron just kept throwing it out of bounds, and AD's like, nice. <laughs> so like, I'm sure when they watch the film that they'll see that. And LeBron, no, he's always talking about he needs to feed AD and his team, whatever, all the stuff he says to motivate him. I have faith they'll do a better job of that going forward. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That, that's. I mean, listen, he's gonna have to. 
Because yeah. <laughs> if, if there's there's no way that I can see LeBron putting up like you know 2018 LeBron type stats for an entire playoff, and they are consistently winning. Like if LeBron is putting up 36 every single night, I I would bet that the Lakers are either going to be down in the series or like they're coming back from from big uh, deficits. Yeah. Like it's we're at the point where Anthony Davis should should be the number one. Like we've kind of asked for this progression throughout. Like this is always the plan. Like AD eventually takes over. We're at that point where like you need AD to, to take over. And he's played well this entire played this phenomenally. Enti- that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. This entire season, especially down the stretch, we're at that point where he needs to be a hundred percent option one and he needs to be the one carrying LeBron. And so yeah. I just I if we see that, I have faith in the Lakers. Right now I'm I still have a couple questions I need to see it yeah. in, in this first and, round. And AD did. AD played great yesterday. It was just a matter of, honestly, it was LeBron's performance in the fourth quarter of the last game that kind of, you know, there was the give and yeah. take with him playing great, bringing him back to yeah. the game, and then also yeah. it, it cost him in the end. And it's LeBron. You're not going to get that very often, right? Like, nobody's going to go into it thinking like, oh, was LeBron not? Like, you, I guess you think that. You said, does LeBron have enough left in the tank? But it's like, we know LeBron's going to make higher IQ plays on a normal basis. So now I guess the bigger question is we know who they're playing, the second seeded Memphis Grizzlies, and I want to know how do you think they match up against the Grizzlies and also do you think they can actually quote unquote upset the Grizzlies who yeah. are without Brandon Clark and Steven? Let's Adams. get into this. You're right. So let's let this be the first playoff series you preview. Because we're gonna go one by one. Okay. I think that the Los Angeles Lakers are gonna win in six. Six. Okay. Six games. I will, yep. Oh, what the hell, man. They're going to win at I home think they're going to win in six as well. What the hell? Donovan, right. what, what are you thinking? I think the Memphis Grizzlies win in seven. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't, think, I wouldn't I be surprised with that either. So, uh, I guess I'll go first. I think they're going to win simply because Steven Adams and Brandon Clark are both hurt. It's like it's the most obvious thing, but it's what's going to come down to. If everybody was whole, I think the Grizzlies probably win in like five. Like they are clearly the better team. But the reason the Grizzlies are good is they're huge. They win on the boards. They're leading the league in offensive rebounding. Steven Adams is incredible with that. They beat you with high IQ defensive plays. They win the turnover battle, do all the nitty-gritty stuff while being led by their star ball handler and Jaron Jackson and Desmond Bain, to be fair to them. But without that, when you lose two of your three bigs and you're going against a team who is number one in drawing fouls and your yeah. defensive player of the year big man has an issue with that, <laughs> They're the best rim pressure team in the NBA. They're the only team that's going to be bigger than you and play a bigger brand of bully basketball than you. I just don't see... They're going to need a master class from John Morant against a legitimately very yeah. good team that's been 18-9 or 18-7 over the last 26 games. Yeah, like the main thing for me is like the only way I see the Memphis Grizzlies having a chance on a consistent basis is if they're just straight up running and gunning, which the Lakers... They can do, but like I don't think they prefer to play that type of solid basketball definitely compared not, definitely to, not. like yeah, compared to someone like a John Morant and Desmond Bain, who are flying all over the place at all times with Jaron Jackson just coming out of nowhere and doing the most wackiest shit at his size. But like other than that, I just don't see many ways. Just like you, and like if Jaw's gonna like do something and like try to reestablish who he is to the NBA, you know, um. He has to put up like their average, like 30, 35 to be, to be able yeah. to overcome this. And Jaron Jackson Jr., like, he has to be on 10 toes 
mm. and not be in foul trouble. And like you said, like I don't believe that that will happen because he's had this issue since he was in fucking high school. So yeah. who before, knows? Before Donovan gets going with the other side about why they might lose, I think you're 100% right that the way that the Grizzlies can win is by pushing the pace because the Lakers are, I think, the top five half-court defense, but a bottom 10 fast-break defense. They're just not yeah. good at defending transition. But I don't think it's even really going to matter if they get the points there because, like you said, Jaws going to have to go off. And the Lakers are going to defend him by playing drop coverage, making him beat them by going... They're going to go over screens, say you got to beat us in mid-range jump shots or get to the rim against Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis is defending the pick and roll and it's basically John Morant has to make a bunch of floaters over AD, I'm going to lean against the Lakers. Yeah. Lean to the and, Lakers. And then I'm just thinking about what they want to do to John Morant on the defensive end as well. And just like the nature of these types of like playoff settings. Sure, you can try to hide job, but I don't know how successful you're gonna be. Maybe I don't know who you had him on, maybe Vanderbilt went up, but that's even nasty work just thinking about that. Um, so I'm just thinking about the number that LeBron and A D and uh I don't want to say Delo because you, I, I, I just think it's going to be very hard for Jaw in this series to overcome the Lakers on a consistent basis. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Listen, all, all fair, all fair points. Um, I, I disagree, and <laughs> for for a couple reasons. Okay. One, one, you guys talk about the pace. That's one of the things that I'm leaning on. Uh, for Memphis in this series. I think that because you don't have Brandon Clark, because you don't ha- have Steven Adams, you are going to have to rely on Ja to, to push the pace um, to, to get things going um, up, up and down the floor. So I think that Memphis is going to do that. Secondly, I we talk about Ja a lot being like a 6-3 version of, of Zion and just this unstoppable force and somebody who can get to the rim at will. We've seen it plenty of times before against against great um, shot blockers, against great rim defenders. Jaws one of those guys, and his, his talent and his athleticism allows him to get to the rim kind of at will. And so I think that I don't think, like, I don't think AD is going to completely shut him down when we're talking about oh, Josh. Of course not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think I think Josh is still going to be uh, semi-successful in that, sure. in that area. And then lastly, like, when you look at that playing game, Anthony Edwards played – <laughs> probably the worst game of his career, right? A lot of other things went right for the, for the Grizzlies. They were they were shooting very very well in the first half. Car Anthony Towns didn't miss a shot for like his first eight or nine shots. Like a lot of stuff was going well, but the star Anthony Edwards was not playing the way that he needed to. I don't. Think I was waiting gonna... for a concussion report to come out or something like that. <laughs> I ain't seen nothing. Yeah, and listen, he was he was playing bad before he had that like scary weird fall. But it was kind of it was kind of clear afterwards, and people were talking about how, how his like second half performance was probably an indication of him hurting on that shoulder, um, just because of how passive he was being and, and the jump shots that he was settling for. But I think Ja and Des, I think Ja is going to be able to, to get to the rim. I think Desmond Bain is going to be able to knock down enough shots, and then Jaron Jackson. It's a big if to ask him to stay out of foul trouble, but all the rim pressure that Los Angeles gets. That's why you have Jaron Jackson. That's why you have the, the the DPOY to defend the room. So I think that they are in a in a very good position to counter everything that Los Angeles does. You know, so that yeah. so that's what that's why that's why I'm taking Memphis. I see what you mean. I think the best argument too for Memphis, if I'm playing the other side, is with Dylan Brooks and Jaron Jackson. Dylan Brooks starts on LeBron, Jaron Jackson on AD. Mm-hmm. They won't start that way. They're going to start with Jaron off ball, so he can do his roaming defense stuff. But if they go to that look. That's like the best 
two defenders you can think of to switch a LeBron AD pick and roll. And, you know, yeah. that's how the Lakers offense starts and stops is with that pick and roll. And if you can neutralize that, you're going to beat them. So really, but then again, like we were talking about, the foul thing, the Lakers are by far the best foul drawing team in the NBA. Like that starts you off with a huge advantage every game against a team who isn't good at not fouling. <laughs> so like, even if we can say that Jared is a perfect guy to defend these guys, sure, until he fouls twice in the first quarter. You know what I mean? Listen, yeah, that's exactly that, that's 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 fair. There's there's also the D'Angelo Russell aspect to all of this. And the last time that we saw D'Angelo Russell in the playoff series against these same Memphis Grizzlies, he was trash. And so oh, yeah. I, expect <laughs> him, I expect him to be better because it's hard to be worse than what he was. But if he's not hitting shots consistently, if Rui is not hitting shots like they, the Lakers are going to need consistent three-point shooting from D'Lo, from Reeves, from Rui, guys like that in, yeah. in the rotation. And if Memphis is able to to close out on a lot of those guys and, and get them two to three percentage points lower than what they usually are at, I think they're going to be in a pretty good spot to win this. Again, I yeah. see I see, I see, see everything that you guys are, are talking about. I think I think I would trust, like in a, in a vacuum maybe, trust LeBron and AD just because they are probably, they are, they are the two most talented players on the floor. But I think Memphis has enough of a good infrastructure to overcome the loss of Steven Adams and Brandon Clark. And so I think they the, get it I, I think they get it done. Only way that I see the Memphis Grizzlies like overcoming the Lakers, like something that'll be play a heavy part. Of course, all those things make sense what you say. And I agree with you like hundred percent. But like Jaron Jackson Jr. over the last like twenty eighteen games, he's like evolved and he's arrived offensively. And, like, when I was watching him as a prospect back in 2018, that's been, like, the, my main thing for him. Like, defensively, he's it, and, like, that that's going to be his forte. But on the offensive end, I've always seen that glimpse and that glare, and it all started with his shot, uh, that weird, wacky shot that he has. Whenever he shoots, it looks like he's heaving a half-court shot. And uh, the ball handling as well, super interesting things. Um, and over the last 18 games, he's averaging 23, 24 points a game, shooting almost 40% from three shooting 53% from the field. And if this run that he's been on been on can carry over and if he can give the Los Angeles Lakers another layer of like, okay, he's a serious threat that we have to worry about, so we have to stop him, Jaw, and also the 20 points per game that Desmond Bain is almost guaranteed to throw at us. Now that's, the, that's just another layer of like, okay, I can yeah. see where the issues start to lie, but I don't know if I trust Jaron yet. I the one prediction I'm willing to say with certainty is that Jaron's scoring is going to be a little down the series. For we, I mentioned that Anthony Davis is like the guy that can stop uh, Jaws' game, where you no know, so reliant on floaters when he gets to the rim. If you cut him off, he'll hit those floaters every time. AD's the best at defending that. AD's also like the perfect defensive matchup for Jaron because, like you said, Jaron's main offensive weapon is that ball handling. He stretches. He's real similar to Carl Anthony Towns on offense, where he'll stretch you out, he'll do pick and pops, make you defend his three point shot, and then when you close out hard, he's faster than every big, and he'll take you off the dribble. He's not faster than Anthony Davis. He's not taking Anthony Davis off the dribble. So as long as Anthony Davis is on the court healthy, he's gonna be able to stifle those two way more than most teams. We'll see what this is gonna be a good series. This is probably gonna be like my one of my favorite series because I think it's gonna be the closest series outside of. This could be a transitioning point, but I don't know if you want to. But uh, the Golden State Warriors versus the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, let's Kings. talk about it. Okay, yeah, that's, that's a good, it's a good second series to go to. 
If LA versus Memphis is the most interesting in the West, this is this has got to be number two, right? Yeah, kind you of. Think number I, two I or guess? number one? Number one. Number, okay. number Just, one. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's right, number one. Donovan, you start off. What, what is your prediction for this series? We're getting the Warriors in five. Warriors in five. <laughs> Warriors in five. That's not very. You were Mr. Beam Team. What's that? Not hell? very Beam Team of you. I need everybody yeah. to, I need everybody to understand the hierarchy of my mind, right? It goes <laughs> it goes it goes Kobe Bryant, it goes Carmelo Anthony and it goes Steph Curry. I <laughs> I, I I trust I trust Steph Curry with everything and they have dominated the this Kings. Man says you trust Steph Curry more than God. Oh my goodness, bro. <laughs> I, I did not say that. Uh, <laughs> I listen, the Warriors have dominated the Kings for years now. They went 3-1 in the season series this year. I think everything that Sacramento has done has been fantastic. De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox has been amazing in the clutch. Sabonis is a great fulcrum to that offense. However, this is the Warriors in, in the playoffs in the first round against a very, very unexperienced team. And Wiggins is coming back as well. They're gonna Their, their perimeter defense is going to be better. This series is going to be very up and down. And I don't care... Who's on the other side? If we're talking about a shootout, I'm taking Steph Curry. I I just I'm, ta- I'm taking Steph, I'm taking Steph Curry. I'm taking Klay Thompson. I'm taking Jordan Poole. And I think this is going to be very up and down. But but Golden State is going to there. There's going to be one close game that like it's probably going to be like Game Four where the series can either go two two or it's going to go three one. And I think that the Warriors, because we've seen it time and time again in uh, in the season, them being able to pull wins out of nothing, out of nowhere. They're going to be able to close down the stretch in one of these playoff games, and they are going to be able to turn the series their way, and so I will take them. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm all, I agree. I'm also in Golden State, but I'm going to go Golden State in seven. I think Sacramento is going to have a far better uh, resistance to the yeah. Golden State attack than you think. I agree when it comes down to it. Golden State, only they're going to win especially because they have Andrew Wiggins back. I yes. think the data says it. If they have Andrew Wiggins and they have their full five-man lineup that they want out there, they are an absolutely dominant team, nearly as good as last year. The problem is they haven't been healthy at all this year, so that's why we haven't seen that and why they're yeah. certifiably mid. But with Wiggins coming back, he's going to come off the bench to first start the series. If, which is a big if because he hasn't played in a long time, if he can provide what you would think Andrew Wiggins provides, this team is going to be impossible for, for Sacramento to stop on defense. Having DeMontis Sabonis have to, one, Defend these off-ball screens that makes Golden State go yeah. running around, but two defend Steph Curry pick and rolls where you can't play drop because he's Steph Curry, the best shooter of all time. And if Demontis Sabonis's big slow-footed ass comes up to the level of the screen <laughs> and has you're to being stop, highlighted, you're all over like, House of Highlights. It's gonna be painful. It's at the point where God. in that coverage, if they make Demontis Sabonis play high on these screens, they know they can't stop it. They're just betting that they can make some corner three-pointers miss and they can hope they can score more points. They don't have a chance in hell of getting a stop. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you 110%. Um, and that's why I have the Warriors, not in five, not in seven, but I have the Warriors in six. I'm giving okay. the Kings respect because, like, okay, you're in, like, the absolute worst-case scenario. I think this is this probably, I don't want to say is the worst matchup that you could have, but it's a pretty damn tough matchup. No, it's the worst but one I'm could giving have. Them, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but I'm giving them respect because, like, they're going to give the Warriors a lot of issues, too. Um, just like they've been everyone, giving everyone else in the entire league, DeMontis Sabonis is going to, like, he, he has Kevon Looney, Kevon Looney to guard him. And also Dim Draymond Green, who's also fucking, of course, like, top world, world-class world defender and all that. But 
there's certain like the Warriors have to ramp up to speed. They haven't played all like they this is the healthiest that they've been all season long. And yep. this and you're about to be enter the playoffs like you're about to enter the playoffs for the first day with your entire squad. And I just see like the the margin of the margin usually like when it comes to having a three and six seed like yeah. there's always a gap before this. There's no, there's realistically no gap at all because the Warriors, are the Warriors, you know what I'm saying, and all that stuff. But I just don't see, sadly, a world where um, they can overcome this big of a mountain having Clay the healthiest he's been uh, in like three, well, four he's back. years. He's really good against. He's yeah. back fully, and that's why I'm like Wiggins. It don't, it doesn't really matter what Wiggins gives you on the offensive end because Clay's like. He's fully back. I would I would say that because as long as he's good defensively and he's rebounding and all the and, and all that little stuff, you have Jordan Poole back there, who's a great matchup against the Sacramento Kings. I love this matchup for them, but I don't love it enough to say that they're gonna go ahead and like gentlemen sweep. Them. Okay. Well, let me tell you why it matters from to me because I said they're in seven, <laughs> so clearly I think Sacramento has a chance. If you go to a game seven, you have a chance of winning. If Golden State doesn't have Andrew Wiggins back. They're, like we say that you, you just said that normally in a three six matchup there's a bigger gap there and this one's kind of even. Empirically, it's not even at all. I mean, if we're talking about the whole eighty two games we just saw, Sacramento was a way better team. We're just saying it's better because it's close because you know we're saying they're healthy. we're assuming they're going to be healthy and they're going to look like the Warriors. We know they can be, but we have to give the respect to the fact that there's no can with Sacramento. We know how good they are. If the if the Warriors don't make this jump that we are we're giving them off of pure clout, then Sacramento has a better offense. They're a better rebounding team. The defense is better for Golden State, but they haven't been the typical Golden State defense. So, someone like Demontis Sabonis is the exact type of big that can give Golden State trouble. If Definitely. we'll see what their defensive game plan is, they have Draymond Green, so you always have a good chance of figuring it out. But a big bruising big who's going to get 15 rebounds and beat you up down low and get Kevon Looney into foul trouble. That's a recipe to give the Warriors trouble. Okay, I, I, I understand. However, I kind of agree with Mo that I don't, I don't think it matters too, too much what you get from Wiggins offensively. I think, I think sure. in this, I think, in, I think in this first series, all you need from him is defense because the offense is going to be manufactured just by the style of play, right? Like mm-hmm. Golden State, re, Golden State in the regular season had the, they were the fastest playing team in the league. They had the, they had the highest pace. Out of all the playoff teams, Sacramento has the worst defensive rating out of all of them. They have the seventh worst defensive rating yeah. in the ent- in the entire league, right? So the offense is going to be there. So I think like that you you're talking about the about the we're we're aspiring this because of clout. It's it's half clout, but it's also like I've seen you guys do it before, right? Which, yeah, it's, yeah. And so it's like it's also off of off of results and the results this season because Andrew Wiggins has yes. missed a, Andrew Wiggins has missed a lot of games and the Warriors have been up and down all season and yet they've still dominated the season series with Sacramento. So I think that they are in a very advantageous that position very coming true. into the series. For sure, for sure. Warriors do this Which is before. why I picked them too. Like I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. you have to I think when you're playing the best offense in the NBA, you can never say we don't, the offense doesn't matter from a key player, you know? Like, there's, you're talking about margin for error. When you're playing the best offense that you, you're not particularly well suited to the stop, like, you know, there's some teams that are better at stop. Like, if the Lakers were playing the Kings and they have Anthony Davis to go at Sabonis, you'd say, like, oh, okay, well, they're well suited to neuter what makes the uh, the Kings defense go. The Warriors, for everything that, that makes them great, that's not them. They're not, they don't have a particular ma- matchup advantage on defense. 
So I just don't think you can discount anything. They need everything they can get on offense, I think. That's understandable. That's very fair. Going back to Donovan's point about saying, like, we've seen this Warriors version before do special things. It's very true. And we've seen the Warriors this season at the same time, like, literally very play lottery level type of basketball uh, <laughs> whenever they're not at home. And so all this series comes down to, quite literally, is can they steal a game or two yep. at home? And if you have them winning five, Donovan, then you're expecting them to, like, easily, like, steal two games at home. You know, and yeah. I don't, I don't know if I have hundred percent trust in them because over there at Sacramento was, it's, it's, it's crazy over there. Easily it's, one of the like, it's, <laughs> it's crazy, it's crazy, but it's nothing, it's nothing that the Warriors haven't seen over the last eight years. You know, True. like not, no, nothing that Sacramento is gonna throw. Damn. At, at, nothing that they throw at Golden State is gonna be like, oh my gosh, what is this? They have been in the finals like six, six times. Or so, I, I don't I don't know the exact number, but they've Too been many. to the finals a lot over the last decade. I promise you, they're going to be prepared for everything. Steph Curry is going to be fine. We're talking about Klay Thompson being being back. You have a healthy Splash Brothers with Draymond Green in the first round of the playoffs. We I think we're like I want to give as much respect to Sacramento, light the beam, beam team, everything. Like they had a fantastic season. They are not going to be a like huge huge match i just i i don't see the series going to seven i would be shocked if it was like i I wouldn't be shocked if it went to six but it would it would be in i guess like an easy six to where like the warriors were up three one and then gave away game five and then come back and win Hmm. game six but like yeah i I see them being up three one minimum okay i think i see the disagreement here i would agree with you if we saw if the warriors right now were like, the best version we think they could be with Wiggins. Like, if they had been healthy for a month, then I agree. But Wiggins is going to come off the bench at first. He's We're not... You're saying we're having, like, this healthy splash rush, Draymond, with the team around them. We think, but, you know, they, it'll be, like, the first game where they're healthy. So, it's going to take some time. I, I just don't see them Happy. being immediately consistent enough. I think they'll be consistent enough to win the series, but it's not going to be pretty. I think, if, ironically, the team they play in the second round is going to be better if the Warriors win this series, they're going to have an easier time in the second round because they'll have that time to ramp up. This will, this will be the hardest it'll be for them mm. all season, postseason, I think. It's an interesting take. Okay, okay. Because Wiggins, he's going to play 24 minutes off the bench for the first game. Like that, That's fair. That's that's like, fine. That's that is it's okay. It is okay. The way the way the, the way that the Kings play, they invite you to score points. And so like offensively, Golden State is going to walk into a lot of buckets and for the Kings team, I'm not that worried about about De'Aaron Fox. He's been clutch all season long. I'm not that worried about uh about Sabonis grabbing rebounds and doing Sabonis things. We're talking about Keegan Murray, who's a rookie, never never been to to the playoffs. Let's see what he can do. Kevon Herter, let's see what he can do on the road. I know that he's been in, into big games, but he also has a lot of stuff to do. Malik Monk still has to be consistent. I'm really trying to test Sacramento's role players in this series, and I want to see what they can do on the road. Because again, and even though that some of them have been there before in other stops, and so that may like discredit some of the stuff that I'm saying, I understand that. But you still have to do it in this uniform as the Sacramento King. And yeah, it makes sense. I, and and I, I'm not sure about it. So that's why I'm taking Golden State. Yeah, I, I heard a stat yesterday that uh, in Sacramento's wins, Malik Monk is shooting 40% from three. In their losses, he's shooting 23%. 
So Damn. it shows how reliant they are on three-point shooting from people like him and Herter, who are not the most consistent shooters in the world. Yeah. So I, I see your point. Let's move on to the third series we got to talk about in the West. The Clippers versus Phoenix. This is going to be good. This is going to be a good series, man. Yep. I'm, I wish I'm Paul excited. George was healthy, man. Oh, yeah. He might too. be. He if might. Paul if it goes long, if the series goes long, he might be back. Yeah. I mean, it'll go probably at least six, I would assume, even without Paul George. So, good yeah. chance we see him in the back half. No, you got it. Donovan's internet is cutting out again. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure he's, I'm sure he's snapping right now. Yeah, but, he's uh, cooking. He's, he's yeah. fucking cooking with gas. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Bro, I, was, so, I was quiet the I'm whole time. S- <laughs> no, you could. Yeah, like we were saying, this series for sure going to go at least six, I think. Even without Paul George, I think. Simply because yes. Kawhi Leonard is back to being Kawhi Leonard. He, he's him. Absolutely him at the... And for everything we're talking about with the, with the Suns, I think we all agree they're our favorites to get out of the West. It's kind of like the Warriors where they're not the best version they're going to be in the first round. They're going to need some time. So when you're going against Kawhi Leonard, you know, there's a lot of room there for the Clippers to make it an interesting series. But I think it's going to be Suns and Six. What do you all think? I agree. Huh. I, I I agree. And it's funny that you said like that Kawhi is him. That's literally what I wrote down in my notes. <laughs> I, 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 just, I wrote playoff Kawhi is him in all caps. And so like that's why I think that that's why I think the Clippers can can push um can push Phoenix. Since the PG injury, right? Underrated, the Clippers eighth eighth best offensive rating in the league. So like Westbrook. Exactly. Listen, that's no. Because, really, it is Westbrook. Russell's been yeah. nice. It's because he's. It's because Russ has played well, and it's because Kawhi has turned into like you know prime Kawhi offensively. So I think that they can that they can find some spots to to push Phoenix. But overall, like the Suns just have too much talent. It's just it's hard when you have Chris Paul running the break and you have Devin Booker on one side and Kevin Durant on the other. And I don't think that the Clippers are going to have enough firepower to match. So I'll take Suns and six. Yeah. Yeah, I Man. think what it comes down to is uh, the Clippers are... Actually, actually, did you say... What do you have, Mo? So, Kawhi, over the last 18 games, been averaging 27 points, shooting 53% from the field and 47% from three. He That's has pretty good. been snapping. Pretty good. This is this is elite-level basketball. and But sadly, throughout all this, you know... I don't know how much I trust playoff Russell Westbrook, regular season Russell Westbrook, and playoff Russell Westbrook are two completely different players. But regardless of the fact, you still have Kawhi and the Clippers have options. Um, they don't have all their options because Paul George is out, like you said earlier. Um, so I, but I honestly want to say, I just think the, I just think that the Suns, what they have cooking so far, CP3 has been amazing. Devin Booker averaging like damn near 30 a game, best second option in the entire NBA. And then I don't have to say anything about who Kevin Durant is. You know who Kevin Durant is. <laughs> I have the Suns in five. Suns in five? Mm. Five. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Who's going to guard these three, bro? Eric Kawhi. Gordon? Kawhi. Kawhi can't guard everyone, though. He can guard two <laughs> people at once. He's that good. <laughs> I think <laughs> the problem is. I think the Clippers are still very respectable without Paul George. And against most opponents, I would say they... Like, if they played the Kings, I'd be like, listen, it's going to be a fucking series. But I think the problem is they're at their best when they can be versatile and go small. Like we've seen for the past few years, right? Like, when they can stretch you out and put a shooter at the five and really play modern, modern basketball, that's they're at their but best. They can't, yeah. 
But they can can't do, do that against this team. They can do it against the Suns, but they're not going to have the advantages you would get against most teams. Because the Suns yeah. can simply stay big with Aiden, who, he listen, he's not Evan Mobley. He's not out here defending on the perimeter like, like a guard, but he's not slow-footed. He's not getting burnt. You're not putting Marcus Morris at center and having some advantage on him. Like, it's not happening. And Kevin Durant, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but as a four, he's giving you enough shot blocking that those two combined, you're getting none of the benefit of the spacing because they can move, and you're getting beat up down low because you're not scoring at the rim against those two. Yeah, exactly. I think the only way, like, realistically speaking, that the that the Los Angeles Clippers are able to either ex- prolong this series more than I initially think they will be able to, or even potentially upset, which I think they can't, as if, like, their depth starts to kick in and, like, if KD struggles in this series or CP3 just has straight stinkers or if, even if he gets hurt, which is, like, it wouldn't come, it wouldn't be to anyone's surprise, that's where I'm like, okay, I can see a world and where, like, Kawhi goes ahead and takes over the series completely and, the and like, because of certain circumstances, like injuries, the job is a lot easier to get done. But overall, I just don't see how this is a favorable matchup other than that like they have depth and that's it <laughs> that's it and Kawhi yeah, yeah so. it's not looking good for them I'm trying to yeah, think it's not looking good but who's I mean, gonna be their initial uh, Devin Booker defender that's what I'm asked I'm like literally pleading Trey man like you mean Terrence man what is it yeah yeah my bad Terrence man <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because they have so many lineup options to a ridiculous degree, I don't know who they're going to start. And they're, towards the end of the year, they were leaning more towards Nick Batum at the close of the season. Yeah. Does it make sense to start him in this series? Maybe they put Nick Batum on KD and Kawhi on yeah. Devin Booker? I don't know. I think they still have to. They have a lot of options. Ty Lue is going to have to get really creative because this series should not be a wash. It, it cannot be a wash. This team is too talented. Kawhi Leonard is way too damn talented to get washed in five. I should get should go six, but I'm predicting in five. So I don't really know, bro. There's just a lot, lot of like because Paul George and his defensive impact and just his versatility when it comes to how many players you need to guard. He guards CP, Devin Booker, KD. Not saying he can stop them all, but like having an extra body out there who's one of the best at what he does over the last 10 years, like it, it's, it's, it's going to leave a mark and it's going to hurt. And I think that's more so like my biggest issue defensively with them. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh the Clippers are 10th in mid range volume allowed. So not like it's their hugest weakness in the world, but against a team that's going to shoot more mid ranges than any team that you've ever seen. It's not <laughs> the best starting point, you know? I, I guess, yeah. I guess, I guess not. I, I have faith in, in Kawhi, though. And to answer, to answer your question before, I think I would put Kawhi on on Devin Booker to, to start. I think Devin Booker has clearly been the most comfortable son offensively. And if you can, like, Durant, Durant is going to do what he is going to do, right? Like, regardless of, like, who's playing defense on him, he's going to get to his spot. He's going to rise up. It's an unblockable shot. I think if you can get Devin Booker out of his rhythm and he's playing – you know, if you can if you can get Kawhi to get some steals there and kind of slow that part down. And now, because Devin moves around so much, if Phoenix has to go, if they have to start going to Kevin Durant, they're going to play slower, right? Because Kevin Durant, he's going to get the ball in the post. He's going to he's going to take a you know he's going to take a while. They can get a couple possessions back if they can keep Devin Booker like from going hot 
So I would start I would start there and then make adjustments from that point on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. There's not much to say about the series. I think it, it would be far more interesting if Paul George is healthy, but we I feel we should assume he's not going to play most of the series. Yes. And if that's the case, it's yeah. just hard to imagine, no matter how much depth they have, they're going to have to sim- simply not going to have no firepower, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hate all these injuries, like when it comes to the Knicks and Julius Randle and then the... Paul George, of course, as well, because I felt like this year, this these this year's playoffs was supposed to be complete gas, and it's still gonna be gas. But it's like, damn, these injuries kind of deflated my excitement just a little bit by like one percent. Yeah, yeah, no, nobody likes injuries, right? Like it's always the name of the game. It's the worst part of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. To fu- to round out the Western Conference, all we have left is the one eight matchup. So we don't know who's gonna be eight yet. It's either gonna be OKC steamrolled by the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> That's yeah. the real question. Shout out OKC. They won their first play-in game yesterday. Incredible performance. Such a young core. Shea's him. Giddy went Josh nuts. Giddy. Josh Giddy's absolutely him. You're his biggest hater. <laughs> Fuck off. I was not his biggest <laughs> hater. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, great story. I'm happy for them. They're going to be probably dominating the NBA in three years. It doesn't matter. If they play Nikola Jokic and have Jalen Williams yeah. guarding him, it's going to be the, the easiest sweep of all time. Yeah, 100%. exactly. They have no real big I think man. they get there, but though. Shout out to OKC. I think I think Absolutely. they get there. I think they win the the second playing game, and yeah. and they and they beat the mm. the Timberwolves. Go Bears, uh, questionable to play with back spasms. And I know we make fun of them because like, oh, they're better without Gobert and all this stuff. But against a team that's the smallest team in the league, having Gobert would help for the Timberwolves. So if he doesn't play, I I, I might lean <laughs> Oklahoma City as well. Yeah, it all depends on what Anthony Edwards wants to do if he decides to. I don't know. Well, he might be. I don't know what how bad that fall is and what injuries he may be. He's fine. He's healthy. He just played like shit. He's fine. (laughs) (laughs) He just missed a lot of shots. He's okay. (laughs) I don't know. Listen, that's what Streets was saying. That Streets was saying that he was that he was hurt. Streets was was coping because their favorite played like shit. It's okay. Listen, he wasn't. He wasn't playing fair this year. (laughs) <laughs> this man shunning an injury. <laughs> oh, speak, yeah. Speaking of not playing fair, y'all see Nicole Jokic's new haircut. His barber needs to be arrested on sight. His no, face is like to the temple it. of his. It's like above <laughs> his temple, bro. It's so bad. That's hilarious. Oh, I need to see. It's this. so bad, but yeah, because that cut. Yeah, Nicole Jokic is on straight demon mode, bro. He's he's yeah. he's he's, steam he's losing MVP because of his haircut. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Embiid better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, bro. Yeah, but speaking yeah, of Embiid, no. let's move on to the Eastern Conference. Okay. We can start with this series. I'm just gonna say it: in Philadelphia versus Brooklyn, it's gonna be the cleanest sweep. Philadelphia Seriously. in four. Sweet. What? You don't I, believe in Mikael well, Bridges in his uh, revenge game in Philly? I think one game. To... They get one game. Brooklyn gets one game. They don't. I, I give him one. I, I, I give him none. Mikhail. I give him one. You, I give him a cow. Macau going for forty-five. <laughs> it won't matter because Embiid's gonna go for fifty-two. <laughs> it's gonna be a yeah, sweep. You're probably right. I'm so uninterested. It's gonna be fun to watch stylistically. Like there's that one clip from the first game they played with this new team after the trade deadline, where Brooklyn had that really switchy possession where they gave Harden and Embiid hell. Yeah. Great. If they can do that twenty times in a game, they'll win one. I doubt it. Okay, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> I'd be honest. I, I give him one. I give him one. Yeah. I give him sure one. Yeah, like if we're if we're giving them credit of doing actual analysis of this, they have the switchability. Bridges has been pretty dominant, but I don't they see don't that happening power, against a defense led by Joel Embiid that's been a pretty high level defense all year. I, I just think yeah. when you get to a playoff series and you have this much of a talent advantage and you can pinpoint specific matchups, 
as great as Nick Claxton was early in the year when Kevin Durant and Kyrie were there, he's not stopping Joel Embiid. Yeah, exactly. There's no one in the NBA can do that. And if you can't, if you can't like have any type of counters like a Boston does with Al Horford and Robert Williams, or uh, the Milwaukee Bucks with uh, Giannis and Brooke Lopez, like you just have literally zero chance. Yeah, you could. You have you don't have a chance in the world, especially if you're like probably the least talented team in the Eastern Conference playoff run. So it's like bro, they're more talented than the Hawks. You're screwed. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. That was great. <laughs> no, you're right, though. Oh, my God. Bro. Cute story. I'm glad. It's good for them staying in the playoffs, having a decent end to the season. Doesn't matter. Yeah. They're getting, yeah, they're getting, they're getting railed, but it's all right. Shout out to the Nets. Let's move on to another team that's going to get railed Boston versus Atlanta. <laughs> oh, my God. Bro. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, out of every single team in the in the East, the Boston Celtics give us the most problems. We're, we're, we, ironically yeah. enough, weirdly enough, we are a great matchup for the Milwaukee Bucks. Not saying that we beat them, but like y'all see what happened back in 2021. These two big ass Africans that we have in the paint give that other big ass <laughs> African from Greece hella problems. It, like it's it's not no coincidence. Onyeku and Kongu is literally like red free in these Bucks fans' heads for real. Let's, let's talk said about the Hawks it. versus Queen Bucks in the Civil War. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like bro, I got my guys with me and I'm I'm ready for war. But these two guys specifically. I don't really trust up against the Boston Celtics when it comes to stretching out the floor. Al Horford. Was that a Donald Trump impression? No. Get the fuck out of here. What was that? Are you kidding me? What was that? I want to show y'all something very cool that I have in my collection right now. I have an Al Horford card, an Atlanta Hawks card. Okay. Al Horford. Yeah. Anyways, it's so random, but uh, they're going to give us issues. These two, Those two wings that they have in Jalen Brown, yep. especially Jason Tatum, we don't have Thank anything – we don't have anything to like give them issues or any real irritants. DeAndre Hunter, he's good. He's nice on the defensive end, but he's like pretty much Mr. Inconsistent for the Atlanta Hawks. And when we need another huge wing to like give them fits back and at least make them work on the defensive end, DeAndre Hunter just doesn't do enough. He's so like one he has tunnel vision and like we need a real connector and Jalen Johnson can be that, but like he's logistics don't work makes enough sense because he can't shoot the ball yet you know so it's like yeah it, it's just a terrible fit um and all these big defenders all all around trey young you know with the team that is talented but they are limited at the perimeter just makes his life hard but we have dejounte murray now so i mean let's see if that yeah i mean they're gonna have dejounte murray and deandre hunter guard Jalen brown and jason tatum it's not the worst you could do like it's okay DeAndre, John T. Murray is a good defender. He can probably hold his own against Jalen Brown, but everything in totality, obviously the Trey Young thing is always a Trey Young thing. It's a team that's good at attacking small guys. That's not going to fare well for them. No. Uh, the De- the Dallas is... The, I'm not said Dallas. Ugh. The Celtics are, outside of Sacramento, one of the most high-powered offenses in the league. I wouldn't say Atlanta is an elite defense. Like I don't. Yeah. There's really nothing you can point to that's an advantage for the Hawks. Yeah, there's, there's, there's. So how very many games? Lim- five. <laughs> oh my god, bro. I, I give him, I give him one. I agree. Five is solid. I, I, I just want my Hawks to take this at a, at a, as a learning lesson. You know, we're gonna get whooped, and it's completely okay. We are out tier. We are outclassed. We are outmatched. Everything, bro. 
we're just not like that yet. And this is just <laughs> a time for our brilliant new head coach, Quinn Snyder, and whoever the fuck is running that front office to take notes and seriously like hone in on what we need to get out of this roster and what we need to also bring in. This roster is not terrible, but it can use some work. Slight tweaks here and there. What do you think that tweak, real quick? What do I think that tweak is? I don't know. I'm kind of looking at... <sighs> With the way that Jalen Johnson is progressing, I'm looking at John Collins and I'm like, how much do we need you for real? Because Quinn Snyder is unlocking this man right now and he's literally like evolving hella quickly. So, and I'm also looking at Clint Capella as well. I'm thinking about what can I get for these two bigs? Quinn Capella more so I would say probably has more value because he's he has a space on most teams compared to someone like John Collins. And so uh, I may look to flip Clint and maybe Jay and maybe uh, DeAndre Hunter for another favorable uh, three or something like that. I don't really know necessarily because the market right now is pretty gray. Um, but Clint Capella, I'm looking at him because he has a lot of value and he's still really damn good. But Okonwu is like he's ascending right in front of our eyes, and also so is Jalen Johnson. And I'd rather get these two in the mix compared to just like let these two um, lose trade value as the days, years, season go on. It makes sense. They should sign and trade John Collins for Cameron Johnson. Oh, I would do that in a heartbeat. I think that'd be, I think that'd be a good fit. But yeah, I, I mean, in a heartbeat. Boston is the one A one B favorite to make the finals. Atlanta is a playing team. But they don't stand a chance. Hey, we're the hey. I can say this, Donovan. As much as you want to hate, we undefeated in the play-in. What other team in NBA history can say that? None. The Lakers. None. You've been in the play-in. They just don't count. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in the plane for years because you're not good enough to make the actual playoffs. But we are undefeated. You know who is good enough to make the actual playoffs? Talk Donovan's New York Knicks. That's right. Hey, you, That's know right. Who's against, you know who's going to get stomped out by the Cleveland Cavaliers? Donovan's New York Knicks. Yeah, listen, <laughs> we're hurting, though. We're hurting. We're, it's, not, it's not just because we're bad. Uh, our, no, no, I'm kidding. I'm our, kidding. They're not going to get stomped out. I'll say it first. Listen. Cavs in seven. Seven. Okay. What are you? Are you assuming that Seven? Julius Randle is is healthy? Yeah, maybe he'll miss a game or two. But assuming oh Julius Randle plays, it's Cavs and seven. I know okay. why Cavs you're saying that. Seven? The Cavs are a better the team. F- They're going to win. The Knicks are one of the few teams that is built to give the Cavs trouble, strictly because Julius Randle is like the worst matchup for Evan Mobley. For everything Evan Mobley is amazing at, he's still in his second year. He's still frail. He's skinny. The one way you can get into him is by overpowering him, going straight at him. He's arguably the top. He's going to be top three in defense player of the year because of his rotations, off-ball defense, ability to help and defend the rim. Not and because he can switch really well on the perimeter. Not because he's his one-on-one post just beast. Julius Randle is. Julius Randle's going to get in his chest, get him in foul trouble, and that's going to make it a really good series alone. Okay, so rent. Wait, you, you go you go ahead, Mo, and then I'll, I'll say my stuff. I just, I just think that's crazy. Um, I think it's going to be Cavs <laughs> in like five or six. Oh, I don't tripping. know why five? you're You're tripping. S- you're tripping. No. The Knicks are yeah, good. Five or six. Without Julius Randle, I'm, shout out to Jalen Brunson. Phenomenal. Julius Randle's not going to miss the whole see. series. He's not going to miss that many games. They're just playing it coy because they don't want to They want to leave Cleveland not knowing who to game plan for. He's not going to miss that much time. Even then, man, I don't know. I don't. I don't trust the New York Knicks. They haven't done anything on a consistent basis throughout the entire year for me to make, other than Jalen Jalen Brunson. Like they're the five I'm seed. Sorry, what do you mean? They're a good them. team. I don't care. That that does not move me, bro. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you can't say they don't do anything consistently all year. Then when I say they've been consistently good, you say you don't care. <laughs> 
They haven't been consistently good. They, but they, they have. They've been the five seed all year. All right, whatever. Okay, I mean, no, they, they, not, they, they have, they have, they have. Um, They've been good, not great like, all year. Okay, here's the thing: if Julius Randle is healthy, I, if he's healthy, I'm taking the Cavs in seven. If he is not, if he's not there, I think the Cavs win in five. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, uh, I think. Listen, New York. New York has a really good opportunity, especially, and this is this is assuming that that Randall's healthy. They have a really good opportunity because the Knicks and what we've done all season long, we're very isolation heavy based offense. And when you have, like Isaac was saying, when you have a heavier Julius Randall going up against a weaker Evan Mobley, you can exploit that. When you have Jalen Brunson, who's played amazing on on offense, right? And he's going up against either Darius Garland or Donovan Mitchell. And we saw, listen, we saw what Jalen Brunson was doing to Donovan Mitchell just last year in the playoffs. And he's taking that to another level. When you have when you have him going up against two guards who are also smaller like him in isolation situations, you can create baskets. And so, uh, listen, offensively on the year, the Knicks, fourth best offensive rating on, on, the, on the season, right? The offense has, has been, the offense has been working. If those guys are, are there... We have a chance. If Julius is not there and everything goes on Jalen Brunson and he's going to have to average 30 and 7 for the series to give us a chance, I don't think that that's going to happen. I think it's unfair to, to ask that of him. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. Randall hasn't practiced. Yeah, he hasn't I'm talked. assuming yeah. Julius Randall doesn't miss yeah. more than two games. Randall, Randall hasn't, he hasn't practiced. They've like they've been keeping everything under wraps. He hasn't talked to the media. Tibbs isn't isn't giving a lot of stuff up. So I'm not a hundred percent sure where he is. They have said that he's running, but he hasn't had a full practice yet. Um, but again, if he's if he's healthy and both him and um, and Brunson are are on, the Knicks a hundred percent have a chance. And I wouldn't be shocked if they if they won this series. I did. Oh, I think I think both teams healthy. I'm going to go with Cleveland because they are like. Overall, they're more talented than the Knicks, and the, and I'll lean I'll lean with that. And they're gonna have home court advantage, but it's it's not gonna be easy. It's it's not gonna be an easy series for Cleveland, and they're At really all. gonna they're really gonna have to prove themselves. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. On paper, the Cavs are easily the more talented team, but you know, playoff basketball isn't a game of accumulating talent. It's yeah. a game of matchups, and this is a stylistic matchup that the Knicks have a lot of advantages in. The way the Knicks are fourth in offensive rating, they're elite at offensive rebounds. And they draw a lot of fouls between Julius and Jalen Brunson. That's like, they're two foul merchants, honestly. And the Cavs are twentieth in defensive rebounding, and because of that, they're also bottom ten in fouls. So there's just a lot of a lot of edges that give the Knicks a chance when you just go through category by category what each team is good at. Yeah, but the Cavs one one of their biggest advantages is that the Knicks have R.J. Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they have Isaac Okoro, uh, who's been good lately, but he's kind of died R.J. Barrett. Yeah, speaking about <laughs> speaking about Isaac Okoro, I just, I don't think that like, with how good that you were, like, saying the Cavs are and they, they will be and stuff like that, which they are elite and you've been I don't, I don't want to say you've been 100% right, but you've been like 99% right and I agree with you in like all your assessments of the Cavs but like if you believe in all those things the New York Knicks while they're coming in slightly beat up with Julius Randle I think this this should be pretty much not a wash of a series but damn near a walk in the park I want to say five 
I, if he, I want to say Julius five. Is not, if Julius again, if Julius is not healthy, then I then I agree with you. However, if Julius is there, I promise you this not. I promise you this series is not. I'll going give them five six games. if Julius is there at day one. I would give them six, but because he's not there, and then like playoff Julius ran. I don't know, bro. The last time I saw him in the playoffs, he left a really sour taste in my mouth. Now it's yeah, a completely yeah, different situation because he has Jalen Brunson now. His second best player was like was Derrick Rose, and he was relying on Reggie Bullock to do stuff. Like, of course, the Hawks aren't going to respect anybody. He's getting double teamed every time he touches the ball. <laughs> like, of course, of course, this is a very this is a very very different Knicks team True. than the one that we saw in twenty twenty. The uh, again, Derrick Rose legitimately was like the best offensive player in that series. He's not. He's not. Get, he's not the same like role that that he's in. Right. He's not getting run like that. Emmanuel quickly is. He might win six man of of the year. Mitchell Mitchell Robinson he, is doing all this. Yeah. Josh Hart is fantastic in everything that he does. Like I almost forget they have Josh Hart. Wow. We've been we've been talking about Jalen Brunson stepping in stepping into this role and doing even more than what people were expecting of it. I was listen. I was on the wrong end of that contract and of that take about the contract. I said it was a, it was an overpay. They the Knicks got a deal. We underpaid for for Jalen Brunson. Like this is. Again, this how, is how very different than the Knicks we saw. Yeah, this is this is a very different Knicks team than the one we saw three years ago in the playoffs, and it's going to be a very tough out for Cleveland. Who, even though that they have the second best net rating in the in the league and they've been fantastic, they have shown inconsistency at times, and they're going to have to prove it in the in the playoffs and bring everything together. So, I'm I'm excited. This yeah. is going this is going to be a fun series. Yeah, and the one thing that can shut us up and make it a clear walk in the park, you say is if Donovan Mitchell goes bubbled Donovan Mitchell, typical playoff True. D. Michigan, and goes insane, which, you know, is always on the table because he is that guy for real. Yeah. So if that happens, it happens, and then it'll be not a close series. <laughs> but, but with all the evidence we have on these two teams, I think they're far closer than you would think. A hundred percent. But I, I say all that to say, to I say all that to say, the Cleveland Cavaliers are still going to win. So it's, <laughs> we're just, the yeah. only thing we're debating is the degree of which they win. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. This is what we do. We're discussing basketball fans, man. Do not it's about respect. You know, unless you want us arguing about the shit that don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. We argue about the shit that don't matter, whether it be haircuts, uh, marking the victory, <laughs> players' shoes. Love it. Yeah, players' shoes. The way players are built, bro. I I put Desmond Bain lower on my list because he's just simply built weird. Oh, <laughs> Forms are credible crazy. sources. All right, and then the Bucks is steamrolling whoever gets the eight seed, right? We yeah, all, yeah, yeah. We all it's, agree. It's not gonna be close. Okay, that's cool. not even talking. Yeah, yeah so it's gonna be in that series. It's gonna be the Miami Heat or Chicago Bulls. So I guess we'll talk about those, those playing games we missed a little bit. We talked about Miami. They shit the bed. The Bulls came back and won against the Raptors, who have put on an insane choke job. All thanks to the screaming and yelping of Demar Derozan's daughter, who put on a shout out her master class MVP. Shout out her. Yeah, so she did it. the Raptors are going to blow it up, hopefully, this summer. They made a horrible bet bringing in Jacopoto, getting rid of their first-round pick to be mid. Terrible Ooh. bet. Masai put up the worst performance of his career. Do you all think the Bulls are going to win or Miami? Uh, I think I think Miami's going to win. I, I, I'm not I'm not even trying trying to be a hater. But, like, I thought if Miami, if Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo make three more layups in the first quarter like the whole trajectory of that of that game changes <laughs> i think that they'll make Just, layups i think that they will make layups this time around and i think that they'll win the game yeah i agree i think chicago put on a great performance coming back in that game but there's a reason they were down 
And I think that Miami is just simply the better team. I really hope that I see the Miami Heat win because I think they'll put up a like a five percent better fight against the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, definitely, um, way better fight. The better. Bulls are cooked if they play the Bucks. Yeah, they're, yeah, de- they're yeah, definitely that's a cooked. Sweet. They're definitely cooked. Did, didn't they get like? Did they get only one game or two games last year on the Bucks? So. One they, may have, they may have gotten one. There's, there's they, no way they they took them to six. <laughs> they didn't get two. I think they I think they might they might have gotten one, but it was like almost two. But anyways, that doesn't matter. I like when it comes to this matchup, who's more cooked? I I almost want to say the Bulls will win because I think the Bulls are. I don't know, man. Miami is just a weird team, really weird team. I don't know what type of Bam out of Bio might get in the playoffs because he doesn't look like himself or play like himself, bro. He's scary, so it's like I don't know who <laughs> I want to pick. They got yeah. the Bulls yeah. got one game last year. I think I am picking the the Chicago Bulls over over the Miami Heat. Yeah, I haven't put any thought into it. I really don't fucking care. If I'm being honest with you, <laughs> let's move on. This is stuff let's, that let's don't matter. Series you can talk about. The yeah. thing is, <laughs> let's move on. But there's no more series to move on to, so we're moving on to TikTok time. Let's do it. Ooh. Yep, let's that, do that it. concludes our first round preview. I'm excited to see what we get right and wrong. I think a lot of these are going to be pretty chalk, so I don't think we're going to be at risk of being exposed too hard. No. But yeah, let's go TikTok time. As always, we're going to start with the draft. Do what we always do. Today, we're going to do a draft with only small forwards. Okay. Okay. All-time small forwards? Let's do it. Yep. Did I have third pick last time? I, mean, I don't remember. What was the last like draft? It was so did? long since we last recorded. I know. It's been uh, eight days. Point... Was it point guard draft? Was it point guard draft? No, it, no, was, it was two guard draft. It was beards. It was oh, beards. Wait. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And yeah, I had back-to-back picks. Okay, so I'm second. Who was first last time? Mo? I don't remember. I think I Did picked I get... LeBron first. Yeah, okay, so it's Donovan, yes, me, Mo is the draft order. Okay, got so it. So, okay, but... let's draft NBA lineups with only small forwards. All right, bet. Number one pick, give me LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, I'm going to pick Kevin Durant for my power forward. Okay. I need, I need his versatility. Okay. Cool. Okay, so naturally I have to pick Kawhi Leonard. Okay, I, I don't know if that's natural, but go ahead. It's natural. All right, don't disrespect the bot. <laughs> and then right after Kawhi, there's a lot of options. Give me Larry Bird. Okay, I was gonna say he's the one you, I thought yeah. would be the natural pick. So okay. the fact you got both is nice. That's good. Yeah. Now I'm in a tough spot because you picked the two guys I definitely wanted to pick between. Give me Scottie Pippen at center. Ah. Uh, nice. Yeah, I gotta get that front course. That's gonna be the hardest part of the draft. That is not what nice. I wanted to hear. Okay. We got to figure some stuff out now. <laughs> All right, so we, so we got LeBron at one. Give me... Okay, give me Dominique Wilkins to play my two. Okay. Ah, my inner heart, my inner Hawks fan then, is hurting right now. Yeah, give me, give me Dominique Wilkins to play my two, and then give me Carmelo Anthony to play my three. Okay. Damn. Okay, Donovan, that's nice. So you got Braun, who's like the best point guard, obviously. Yes. Give me the second best point guard out there. Give me Grant Hill for my one. That's nice. That's solid. Okay. Okay, cool. 
All right, so Dominique is off the board. Grant Hill's off the board. Camelo Anthony is off the board. There's a lot of good names off the board right now. But, so I have, uh, I'm going to put Larry Bird on my four. I'm going to put Kawhi just at the three. Let's keep him at the three. Um, so I got Larry Bird and Kawhi. All right, cool. So, you know what? Give me, give me Jason Tatum. Oh, my two. And then I'd like to snag. I'd like to snag Paul George. At Fuck. My... You picked the two guys I was thinking of. <laughs> I want to get up and duck you right now on God. Nah, that, <laughs> yeah. oh, I want to get I up and do this thank you like on your ass. Damn. Yeah. Good. You just ruined my whole draft. Yeah. I always pick Paul George. I don't know if you guys realize this. <laughs> I do. That's fine. Give me T-Mac for my two. Mm, okay. Wait, was he a... Okay. Yes, he was okay. 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 Yeah. I don't know. He's just too shifty, so I don't... <laughs> I feel like yeah. he, he, counts as, he counts as both. I'm not going to hate Yeah, him. so does PG. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, okay. cool, cool. All right. So I have two picks left. At my... Let's see. At my center, give me James Worthy. That's a good pick. So that's, that's definitely a good center. It makes sense. And then at my four, hmm, this is this is really really tough. I gotta. Mm, okay, you know what? But they're all small forwards here. Give me Paul Pierce at my four. Ah, uh, <laughs> okay. I like that. All my picks stolen this draft. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Talk your talk, right. D. Talk your need... talk, D. I I really like my team. This kind of nice. My team's okay. I need one more defender. I think. Give me Jimmy Butler for my three. Okay. That's good. I like that. I was actually yeah, debating that. Nice. Yeah. All right, so I was actually teams. debating that. All right. So I got. So, I got wait, LeBron James. Am I out? Mo, Mo oh yeah. Pick. Oh yeah. We're not done. Yeah. Wow. I got one more pick. One more my pick. Bad, my, my bad. five. Give me Julius Irving. Okay. <sighs> That's a mic drop right there. It's about to a good rim roller. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right, so Donovan, what's your team looking like? Okay, so I got LeBron at my one, Dominique Wilkins at my two. We'll put Paul Pierce at the three, Carmelo Anthony at the four, James Worthy at the five. Dominique Wilkins is a weird pick that high. He, nah, he's not weird at underrated. all. He was underrated. fucking him. He's oh, like he's that. great. Yeah. He's great. Great. I just think he could have got him later. All right. In, okay, so, so I got Grant Hill at the one. Who did I get the two? T-Mac at the two, Jimmy Butler at the three. KD at the four and Pippen at the five. That's hard. That's that's, hard that's disgusting. It's crazy. That's disgusting. <laughs> that's hard. That's hard. So I got Paul George at my one, J- Jason Tatum at my two, Kawhi Leonard at my three, um, Larry Bird at my four, and Julius Irving at my five. You got no passing straight buckets. <laughs> straight buckets, bro. Yeah. <laughs> the best facilitator on my team is Paul George and maybe Larry Bird. No, it's Larry Bird. It's Larry Bird for sure. Like, Larry, he's doing a lot of play. He's basically a point guard. Yeah, man. This is done. This is done. <laughs> I wonder who won. This is, we all had good teams. Yeah. I think I, I, I win if if the TikTok kids know who Grant Hill know about him. Yeah. But if I think not, I'll the, the guy with Grant, Grant, Hill, Grant Hill stay hurt. <laughs> Yeah. Grant Hill stay hurt, so okay. This is nice. So the comments are gonna be every time we do these drafts, the comments are filled with people like, "Why didn't you pick so and so?" And it's always a player that makes no sense. 
So like the comments yeah. are gonna be like, "What about Kobe?" We're gonna see a bunch of that. <laughs> Where's Mikel yeah, Bridges? I know. On God, we're gonna see no Giannis. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> but I let it cook. <laughs> I let yeah. it cook because that's why these drafts do well on TikTok because I get all the interactions. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the comments Engaging are just so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> the NBA playoffs are here. So let's talk about underdog fantasy, the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports online. And it's super simple to get in on the action. You can play online or you can play in the app. And all you have to do is hit higher or lower on your favorite or least favorite players entries for the night. And if you get all of your entries correct, you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night of hoops. And if you sign up today with promo code TD3, Underdog will double your initial deposit up to $100. And that's free money to play around with and to make more entries. The playing is going on. The playoffs are here. There's games every night. So get in on the action right now. And again, sign up with promo code TD3. Right. Next uh, thing we're going to do, we're going to do what we always do second now. Or thing we've been doing lately. We're going to do another tier list. Let's get into it. Quickly becoming another bread and butter. Today we're actually going to do two tier lists. Mm. And we're going to do one Eastern Conference, one Western Conference, and we're going to tier list all the playoff teams. Okay. Interesting. So, so let's, let's start with the West. Let's put these Western Conference playoff teams into a tier list. Let's do it. First off, the Phoenix Suns. S. S tier. For Suns. Yeah, they're, they're the favorites, <laughs> so they got to be S, right? Yes. S. Or, or is there no For S's because the league's cause it's so wide open? Are they A as well? No, I think there's S's because... I think they're S's for sure. Okay, they can be an S. What about the Nuggets? A? A. I know everybody's fainting them. It's kind, of, it's kind of teetering a little bit, but they got to be A still, right? Yeah, I want to say A. I want to damn near put them S, but they don't have that shock factor that the Suns have. They don't have that I'm scared shitless factor. So A. Yeah, they yeah. slowed down enough that they got to be down to A, I think. But, yeah. but I don't, listen, they got, they got Jokic though. They do, which is why they're A. I mean, they're pretty fucking high. Yeah. I, I kind of want to put a mess, but okay, we we'll we'll leave them at A. Yeah, it, it's just because they had a slow last month of the season that is kind of a little question mark. The right, Lakers, B. Oh, B, B tier. Listen, this they tier they towards A, but we can go B. We, they are, we can, they are trending. Go they're B. trending we'll up conservative, but I won't be shocked if after a few weeks we say they should have been A. Okay, I'm not talking about that trend yet. Uh, I'm gonna put him C. Yeah, C because health. Paul George is hurt. Yeah, yeah, they would be B though. They would be B. They I, should be. B, I kind of want to give them B. I want to give them B. I think I don't hate that. If yeah, they listen, if they were playing anybody else in the first round, I think we would look at them a lot differently. Definitely, it, yeah. it sucks that that they have to play Phoenix, sure. but they're they're definitely a really good team. So I'll give them B. Okay, the Warriors, A. Come on. We can't. They got to be B at best. They have not been. I want to say B. I think they're B. Crazy. They, have right. a, they have a ceiling of A, but they haven't done enough to deserve that. No, they have right. a ceiling of S. Yeah. Sure, but they haven't done enough to deserve that. You could that say high the ranking. Lakers have the ceiling of S as well, though, because they've been 19 and 8 over the, since like this entire new regime started. So I don't know. Yes, I want to get They also have broken old men playing for them. Steph Curry has played like just as many games as Anthony Davis the past few years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they haven't had their. This is the first time their entire team is healthy. Notice, so notice, I said I men, plural, <laughs> old men. That <laughs> Le, LeBron, LeBron's old, AD's brittle as well. I don't, I don't know. I, I think, I think we should give Golden State a little bit more credit. Now, Golden State's got to be B. They got to prove it first. They can get to A B. after a few games, but they, the best they can do is B so far. Steph Curry, Stamped. prove me right. 
He, he probably will, but he's got to <laughs> prove it. First. Steph Curry, they're that's haters. Steph Curry, they're haters, Steph. I'm with <laughs> he's you. saying Steph Curry as if I'm he can you. hear you. Bro, he can't hear you. <laughs> we talk. We talk. Um, the Sacramento Kings C is that disrespectful I say C a little bit but I get it we're talking about heavy hitters Kawhi KD Jokic they're just not on that I want to say C plus you could say they deserve B because they've been so good but we we just everyone knows their their style of play isn't as conducive to playoff basketball it is what it is yeah exactly no disrespect beam team I said that in lowercase (laughs) (laughs) all right let's move on to the eastern conference now so fire let's put these eastern conference playoff teams into a tier list first off i I think we can say the bucks and celtics are easy s tier right easy no question definitely don't even talk about it are the sixers there or are they in a no they're in a okay might be b no okay relax relax they're they're really good they are they are fraudulent though they are fraudulent, and they will break your heart. That's valid. I'm going to hope they do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, I think B. I want to say A. Yeah, I think it's one of those things a. where they, they have the ceiling of A, but because of the youth, I guess you could say they're B for now until we see it, but B's I'm cool with A. Okay. We can go B. The New York Knicks. Oh, the injuries, C- man. Let's it's assume Julius Randle's healthy. Let's okay, assume Julius is healthy. If he's healthy, then B. If he's healthy, then he should be. They should be B with the way y'all are talking about him. Yeah. Yeah. If, if he's healthy, B. Yeah, they're probably in the, they're the lower end of B, but they they deserve B. Definitely, B minus. The Brooklyn Nets. D tier. Yeah. You're, you're fucking <laughs> generous. F tier. They're not gonna win a playoff game. <laughs> yeah, I know, bro. I'm trying to be yeah, nice. Nah. I love Bridges nice. with yeah. all my heart. Shout out him. That team is not good. Yeah, screw that. I'm on what Kyle Kuzma is on, bro. I don't even have them on the list. Oh, they got true. Spencer Dinwiddie oh, starting. Didn't shitty is F. True. <laughs> that we was ride, a great Twitter. We, we ride with Kuz on yeah. this on this podcast. <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks. C. What? Say it louder. Say 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 it louder. If you actually believe, C. It. I'm gonna go D. I, I see why you say C. I don't hate it, but. They're going to get ran out of the building in five by the Celtics. I'm going to go D. Thank you, Isaac. They yeah, suck. But would they get ran out of the building if they were going against this, the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers? Yes, they no. suck. They're not. They suck. They can't <laughs> get out of the plane. D-tier. F-tier. No, they're not D-tier. F. They're D-tier. C. Let's be real. No, nah, nah, they're, they're, they're D. They're D. D. There's a reason they're in the plane. But they do suck. Yes. That is true. I'll let y'all be wrong. <laughs> okay. My team is mid. Not bad. Oh, congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that concludes that. Nice. All right. So next thing we're gonna do, we're gonna do underrated or overrated, which is something we've done in the past, but it was always about players. This time it's gonna be a mix of things outside of just players. So it's just gonna be like general NBA underrated or overrated. All right, let's get into it. First, I sip some water. Drink faster. I'll try. Um, how do I phrase this? My ear is hot. Underrated or overrated NBA edition. I said that weird. Uh, underrated or overrated? The NBA city jerseys. They're overrated. Okay. Oh, okay. I knew you would say that. They're they're over. They're just unnecessary. There's there's too many options every year, and even the good ones, we don't even get to keep the good ones. So like, what's the what's the point of making good jerseys if we can't wear them for longer? 
Yeah, that's the thing. I, I first, feel that. Yeah, I feel that too. I like them a lot of the times. There's more good ones and bad ones, but it sucks that they have to do a new one every year for the most part. Because like, of, yeah, because of money. Because of uh, yeah, they got to sell awful. new jerseys every year. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. But do I'm you, gonna go underrated. Do you realize how hurt all Atlanta Hawks fans were when they ripped away those MLK jerseys from us back in 2021? There was a reason why and we the made first peach the first Peachtree Finals. And the first Peachtree? Yes, ones? those are great. Yes, yes, bro. Yeah. God, I get it. But overrated, easy. I see why you say that. I'm still go underrated just because I think more cool jerseys are better than none. Even if you do not get them as long as you would like. That is true. Mid range shooting. It's underrated. underrated. Yeah. I'm going to go underrated too, but not for the same reasons. I think a lot of people were like, oh, analytics are killing mid-range shots. You just don't need that. But like analytics don't say mid-range shots are bad. It's always been like a, a fake narrative. Long so like, teams. yeah, of course you still need them. Yeah, exactly. You need them. I feel like when it comes to long, when it comes to two pointers and just mid-range shots specifically, you need them in your game so you can be unpredictable as an yeah. offensive player. Yeah, they're counters. 100%. Yeah. There's a reason you shouldn't there's a reason it shouldn't be the main part of your game anymore, but it's an essential counter. Exactly. 10,000% agree. Anybody who doesn't most players who don't have a mid-range game like are buns. You have to be three level They're not they're not bucket If you don't have that three level, then you're not a star player. Yeah, exactly. And it's always been the case. So the fact that people are acting like anything different as if like numbers are saying you shouldn't take them, it's always been a misnomer. Exactly. And that's been the number one difference. Case point blank period is Mikhail Bridges. He's been taking hella two-pointers. He's always been good at them, but at what level, at what clip? And look at him now. Flourishing. Facts. NBA draft picks. <laughs> Forever underrated. I, no, I kind of I think they're overrated. A lot and, of people say that. Well, okay. Actually, it's a it's a little bit of both. I think they're being underrated because I think teams are just throwing around first picks. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, just, they're just throwing around first round picks like nobody's Four business. Four for Gobert. Ugh. It's that's that's ridiculous. That's un, that's underrated. However, when you're talking about like, oh, should we keep this first round pick or go get a star? Trade the first round pick. Go get the star. Why are we talking about some eighteen year old, some some middle schooler? Like, let's yeah. let's get the star. I see, it's easy to say that until you trade them all and you have no more assets left and you're the Portland Trailblazers with no young talent and you're like, oh, what do I do now? I have nothing else left to do around my star player. So I yeah, think they're exactly. underrated they, because they're they essential. They, they, they weren't getting stars. <laughs> yeah, but it's, just, it's essential that you value them so you have more options in the trade market. You know what I mean? You don't want to run out of them. Yeah. Look at the Mavericks. Yeah, exactly. They've been shitting them out left and right and now they have very few moves to make around Luka. Yeah, exactly. The Miami Heat, a lot of people don't know this, pay attention to this, but they're going to be cooked in the short-term future because they're going to be stuck paying a 36-year-old Jimmy Butler damn near $50 million, and OKC got their pick. I think it's top something protected, but regardless of the fact, it's still kind of scary. And picks are just protections. They're like pillowcases. Who sleeps on a pillow pillow raw? Nobody. You're weird if you do that. You know? <laughs> so yeah. very definitely underrated. It just depends on how you use them. It's not my fault that you don't know how to draft and you'd be watching CBS articles depending on who's going to be the – you'll let that like decide who's <laughs> going to be a good player or not. It's your yeah. fault, bro. <laughs> I think Donovan's right. You need to trade them for stars, but it's underrated in the fact that people should make sure they don't waste them. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Next one. Nikola Jokic, his all-time status. <laughs> All-time status? This is tough. Very tough right now because a lot of people are turning turning on him fast. Yeah, I'm going to say underrated because uh, 
man, I'm going to say underrated because all the hate that he's been given is making him seem overrated. And it's just like a natural scale and balance consistently throughout the NBA world. Um, but I think when it's all said and done with his career, people are going to be, be people are going to look at him and be like, damn, he was like that for real. But we yeah, just yeah. are too busy having this nasty ass dialogue. For sure. People, I'm going to go underrated as well. People are tired of him. They're tired of seeing this white boy win MVPs, but there's a reason people say he's one of the best <laughs> offensive players ever. He's legitimately that great. Eventually, he's going to win his title, and then this will all be put to bed. I I exactly. think he's properly rated, but I'll go underrated just because it's it's always hard moving people up the all-time list. Yeah. And people are, and people are always do that very begrudgingly, so I'll say yeah, exactly. underrated. It's understandable why they're resistant, but there is a little more hate than warranted right now, but I get it. Easily. The play-in tournament. Underrated. This is the first thing that gives us... Bro, this one game... These one games, one shooters, like March Madness, give us a completely different free world. People don't know how to play basketball when there's one game on the line. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's great. It's been... Everything you want It's making more teams compete. It's exciting. We're getting that single elimination itch that we get from college, like you said. It's nice to have it in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go I'll go underrated. It's it's uh I I'm trying not to do the cop out thing and say properly rated. So I will once again just say underrated and keep it moving. Okay. Luka Doncic. Nice. Oh, he's overrated. <laughs> That this was man was answer. saying MVP. You were saying MVP like three months ago. Yeah, Damn. Yeah, and then he got Kyrie Irving, and they missed the play-in. Yeah, he's, he's, over, <laughs> yeah. he's overrated. Yeah, he's, I mean, yeah. I got to say overrated, too, just because a lot of people like to be like, oh, he's already the best player in the NBA, or he's competing for that. I think people need to slow down. He, he's top 10, but he needs to learn to play with other people, and there's still a little, a few weaknesses he needs to fix before he can really be like a top three guy. He needs to yeah. stop crying to the rest um, after every play, too. That's ridiculous. Facts. His vibes are terrible right now. Stock yeah, is at I an wanna, all-time low. I'm not going to be like everyone else. I'm going to go ahead and say underrated. I said I have underrated for everything. I don't There's no way he's underrated. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to say underrated. Relax, right? relax. You caught him at a bad Dapper. time. He's going to some. He's going through some things in his personal life. I know Luca personally. Trust me, he'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> but underrated. Okay. He just said under, he just said underrated and gave no explanation. He just yeah. <laughs> Straight up lied. Uh, that's what that's I like funny. doing, man. This podcast is so unserious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next right. thing we're gonna do. You guys are going to have to guess these NBA players by accolades. So By accolades? Yep, I'm going to tell you what they've accomplished. Basketball reference merchant. Let's go. Yep. Hold on, i got to remember who I put down. I kind of forgot. You didn't write their names by the accolades? No, I forgot to write the names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know. I can though. do mine if you... Uh... No, I'm good. I'm good. I know it. All right. Guess the NBA player by their accolades. First guy is a four-time All-Star. <laughs> First guy is a four-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, Eastern Conference Finals MVP, All-Star MVP, and has had one Finals appearance. Oh, that's Giannis. Jason Tatum. You said Giannis? Yeah. I said Jason Tatum. Incorrect. What did you say, Mo? Jason Tatum. Oh, I'm tripping. It is Jason Tatum, yep. I'm tripping on Giannis. <laughs> My bad. My bad. <laughs> My go. bad, Greek. Yeah. You should have known because okay. there's only been one Eastern Conference Finals MVP so far. Yeah, exactly. I forgot when that put in. That's that is an unserious award. 
Facts. Yeah. Who the hell is going to mention that whenever they're depi- they're bringing it up a player's accolades? You're lame as hell, bro. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Six-time All-Star, NBA champ, and one-time All-NBA in 2016. Six-time All-Star. Is that Kyle Lowry? One-time NBA Damn, champ. how'd you get that so fast? Yeah, it was Kyle Lowry. Wait. Yeah. One-time NBA champ. What would you mention about 2016? All-NBA. Oh, in 26. Okay. I was going to say, whoa. Yeah, he was like that. He was averaging like mid-20s to early-20s. God damn, Kyle Lowry. Overrated, by the way. Kyle Lowry? Wow. I think he was like that. Are you serious? Listen, I've heard people talk about Kyle Lowry in like a Hall of Fame context. And I think that that is very, very unserious to do. Oh, you're a hater. Six all-stars in like one like peak year and he's a hall of famer. Let's relax. Six is a good amount. People were trying to put Andre Godal in the Hall of Fame. For again, yeah, listen, exactly the right. basketball he won a championship too. The, the basketball hall of fame on the back of Kawhi Leonard. The basketball hall of fame is the easiest one to get into. It's kind of an unserious hall of fame. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, next one. Eight time all star, NBA champ. Three-time All-NBA, Rookie of the Year, and All-Star MVP. Oh, is that Kyrie? Is... Y'all, Donovan is murdering this. Damn, yes, that's, that's Kyrie Irving. It's not Kyrie. I was going to say Anthony Davis. I like that. Damn, that was quick. Yeah. There we but go. Anthony Davis and win Rookie of the Year. Last one. Seven-time All-Star, six-time All-NBA, All-Rookie Team, Rookie of the Year, and he's an NBA 75 member. Is Wait, this, say, say that oh, again? This is Damian Lillard. Y'all got every single one within five seconds. This is what I do. This is what we do, Donovan. <laughs> we like that. We're like that. Yeah. Damn, I picked, I picked people yeah. that are too easy. And we were over here crying about how hard this is going to be. I know, right? We like that. We yeah. through that. Let's, let's do I that. Can't, I can't even post that. It was too easy. Damn. Let's do that next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Y'all want me to go through with my uh, talk? Yep, we got one more video before we get out of here. Hit us. All right, cool. So this talk, y'all, all the podcast listeners and YouTube watchers talking about whether or not this specific player lived up to their draft comparison. All right, and the draft comparison I'm picking is cool. some well, of the more the, popular the, ones that I've seen. First. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm just explaining for the oh, listeners. Okay, my bad. I think I'm about right to say it. Out. All right. <laughs> it's about cool. to be some revisionist so. history. I love it. <laughs> Did this player live up to their draft comparison? Hold on. Woo! That was say ass. NBA. Yeah, that was ass. Did this NBA player live up to their draft comparison? Say it again, but slow. Say it one more time. <laughs> yeah. Did this did this NBA player live up to their draft comparison? Cool. All right. Jaron Jackson Jr. to Serge Ibaka. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's about to win. Yeah, he's about to win Defensive Player of the Year. I think it'll be pretty soon. We can say Jaron was going to be better than Prime Serge. Yeah. Yeah, I he, think that was the floor for him. The floor. Well, no, there's definitely a lower floor. He could have been something much worse, but I, he, he definitely looked up. Easy. All right, that's an easy one. All right, what about Lamelo Ball? Huh. Oh, I had a brain fart. I was gonna say who he could have been. I was gonna make a joke, but I forgot who I was gonna say. <laughs> Goddamn, I feel like it would have been it would have been fire as well. It would have been funny as hell. Go ahead, keep going. Too late. Soiled it. All right, Lamelo Ball to Penny Hardaway. No. Ooh. Too soon to say. No, I also feel like that's a bad comp. Yeah, it is oh, a bad it's a comp. Better comp. Psh, 
his brother Lonzo. Like, <laughs> oh like, no, you can't uh, do that. Le- legitimately, like what we thought Lonzo was was going to be, Lamelo kind of like can step into those shoes, be a, be a very good uh, transition passer, be a, be a, a a good high. Um, gosh, I can't talk. Be a a good scorer, right? We people they were talking about putting Lonzo balls jersey in the rafters and he was going to be you know magic johnson showtime Lamelo is like that so i think lonzo is a better <laughs> comparison i'll but, say that the the penny comp he's lived up to it so far he's done what he's needed to do in the first few years but he still yeah. has to keep leveling up to make sure he hits that level easily 110 percent agree all right what about De'Aaron fox to john wall huh prime john wall is better this is the best year of De'Aaron fox's career i think prime john wall was still better so Maybe he hasn't quite lived up to that, but he's been pretty good. I think he's on that trajectory easily. Like he's, this is the best opportunity that he's been given, and he's been surging with that, with yeah. like and a legit all star for the first time by his side. And I think he's on he's on that trajectory. I don't think I don't know if he'll surpass it because John Wall was like that for real. Yeah, I don't um, know how much better De'Aaron Fox can get from this year. That's nah, the real. These, that's the real. Nah, these right there, these are bro. just two. They were fast talking guys about John Kentucky. Wall like. He was John, like John at Wall, one point. I think John. I don't know if this is. Mm-mm. I think John Wall is a better passer. I think he's a better. <laughs> I think John Wall got it. Yeah. Mm, okay. De'Aaron Fox is a chance, but so far we can say he's not as good. Mm, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. So Donovan Mitchell to D Wade slash Norman Powell. Well, listen, half of that he's clearly lived up to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, hell, he's going to be first-team All-NBA this year. Bro, these comps are from everywhere on the internet. Just in the ether. He's clearly yeah. better than Norman Powell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In not ter- even close. I, I mean, he's not D-Wade, but he's going to be probably first-team All-NBA this year. So, I mean, you can't say he didn't live up to anything, right? Yeah. He's not an yeah. all-time great shooting guard, but he's he's very, very good. Yeah. yeah, very good, very memorable. He's uh, he hasn't had an opportunity to win at a high level like D Wade, and even if he did, I don't know if he'll be able to get to. I mean, he did. He was he was, he was the number one seed in the conference. Yeah. Listen, if, if you give him Shaq instead of Rudy Gobert, he probably would win a championship too. <laughs> that is just a big ass difference. Yeah. And if the comp is somewhere between Norman Powell and Dwayne Wade, I can confidently say he's in that range. <laughs> he's lived up to the hype. All right, W. All right, what about DeAndre Ayton to David Robinson? (laughs) (laughs) They They were talking about that man like he was the next coming of Jesus Christ when he was coming out of college. Poor Ayton. I like Ayton. Ayton's underrated. But come on, obviously he didn't live up to that. Yeah, no, man. Not even close. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll take the military, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last one. Is this the last one? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Luka Doncic to jo- Luka Doncic to James Harden. Oh, I said that weird. Luka Doncic to James Harden. He has not. He has not. I think. I think Prime James Harden was even a level above what we're seeing from Luka Doncic. Sure, but Luka's also in year mm. five. I mean, he's been on the trajectory you want. He's definitely lived up to that. Yeah, I think in terms of being a foul merchant, sh- yes. But I think, but I think James Harden at his peak. James, I, yeah, I think peak James Harden was still like. I, I yeah, th- I agree. I, yeah, I think peak James Harden was a tier above Luca in like all time. Like he's he's like that. 
Oh, for sure, for sure. I just think there's definitely clear paths to Luca to keep getting better and reach that level. So I'm not gonna. Yeah. He's he's on the right trajectory. Yeah, so far, if we're talking about year five Harden to year five Luca, I'm taking year five oh, Luca, yeah, rookie year, all that. So he's obviously like shooting towards that trajectory of possibly surpassing him one day. But I don't think it's like locked in stone just yet. Yeah, he's not there Harden yet. Harden average 36. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, all right. Last ones for the shits and giggles. All right. Can y'all guess who Mo Bamba? All right. Let me not even ask y'all that question. All right. Mo Bamba to Anthony Davis. <laughs> They called him that? That's crazy. Anthony Davis slash Rudy Gobert. They called him Rudy Gobert with a three. Woo, well, well, considering that Mo Bamba is now Anthony Davis's backup, no, he has not <laughs> lived up to the hype. They called him Rudy Gobert with a three? Yeah. Man, he might be lucky to be Ivica Zubac with half a three. <laughs> oh, I'll take a Zubac, yeah. honestly. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, nah, man. When I think of Mo Bamba these days, I still think about that song. And when a song has surpassed your name, like, you're done for, bro. When it's, I think of Mo Bamba, I think of the fact that his feet look way too big for his body. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Mo, though. <laughs> once once, we, start, Bamba, once we start disrespecting body types, it's time for us to go. <laughs> 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 it's time for us to log off. Oh, uh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Oh man! Right, I'm, surprised yeah, you, I'm surprised it. you didn't say Ben Simmons and Magic Johnson. <laughs> I I had Ben Simmons in there, but I'm like, this is too egregious. Should I, should yeah, I try it? No, Fuck it, why done, not? We're, we're we're done kicking Ben Simmons always down. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm always down to kick Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. If you're still here, comment. Ben Simmons is Magic. Donovan, Johnson. pay me my money. Oh yeah, comment that. Comment that. Comment Don, Donovan, pay this man. <laughs> That's funny. No, it won't happen. <laughs> it won't happen. Uh, all right, we're out of here. See y'all later. Donovan pays right, man his money.